Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 87 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make that theater happen. You can find all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other fine podcast streaming services, so uh, go back and, and fill those boots. Uh, and if you have a spare 30 seconds, please rate and review the podcast to help us be more discoverable to listeners who haven't heard about us yet. And now for this week's podcast. I have to start it off with saying I apologize for my voice. Uh, we were at the ABTT Theater Show last Wednesday and Thursday, and I spent eight hours a day talking to hundreds of theater technicians. Um, we'd cover the Stage Management Awards, which I will bring to you next week. But it gave me a wonderful case of laryngitis, which I'm still trying to come over, overcome. And um, so uh, I just wanted to apologize uh, first. Um, So back to it. Over uh, three and a half years ago, when Curtain Call was just a zygote of an idea, and we had literally covered only two shows for uh, our book, Gear in Town and the Ruling Class, we we kind of met up with the stable. Um, It was a new company that was set up to find inspiring, fresh voices within the British musical scene. Uh, Now, details of that meeting are unsurprisingly, a distant and uh, foggy memory to me, but it kind of went along the lines of trying to find a way that we could work together at some point in the future. Well, we are now in that future, and, and both Curtain Call and The Stable have moved on significantly, and, and you know, we here at Curtain Call fervently hope that we will be covering The Stable's new shows for our future publications, including their upcoming musical, Fanatical that is opening in November, that's this November, at the Playground Theater. And I will put uh, links to the show notes so you can find out more about that. I sat down with one of the founders of the stable musicals, Neil Marcus. Uh, He's a theater producer with a distinguished history uh, in developing new musicals, and he's also a massive supporter of of emerging British musical theater talent. Uh, And I sat down with him to discuss the growth of the stable musicals and just how far they have come in the last four years. Have a listen. So if I could just ask your your name. Uh, Neil Marcus. And and Neil, what is it that you do? I develop and produce new musicals. Excellent. And uh, and, and just uh, 
to put, we're sitting here in the arts theater, so you, any ambient noise you hear, just to set the scene. Um, we met, we just talked about this. Yes. We met almost four years ago. That's right. When we were at the very, we were taking our baby steps as a company, and I think so you, So were you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, tell me... Tell me a little bit about the stables. Is it the stable? The stable. Stable. The idea is a stable of talent. There you go. Um, I don't want people to, co- to you know look up the stables because no, they'll get no. something completely Absolutely. different. There's a lot of equine websites. Um, basically, I set up a company to champion a handful of fantastic composers and lyricists that I'd met, whose work wasn't necessarily on main stages, and get those shows seen up and down the country Um, and we set up in 2014 we've commissioned four shows our first The Rhythm Method which is a review about contraception headlined Fertility Fest at the Bush Theatre a couple of weeks ago nice we have a show called Fanatical sorry and and that show was written by Diane Samuels Brooke and Gwyneth Herbert Music and Lyrics and I'd worked with them previously on a show called The A to Z of Mrs. P at Southwark Playhouse. Which I did see. There you go. Um, and then um, we have a new musical called Fanatical by Matt Board and Raina Hardy. Matt's a composer-lyricist, Raina's an American playwright, and it's a musical comedy set at a science fiction convention for hit cult TV show Angel 8. And Scott Furnish, writer of the series, pitches up at the end of Act 1 to tell the fandom that the series is cancelled and they steal his laptop play out the final episode and it all goes viral and it's a wonderful romp which opens at the Playground Theatre in November. Oh nice. So how is it that you I mean where, can I so that, that's a great I'll, I'll, what I'd like to do is take you back so you did mention yeah. that you, you wanted to give new writers voice. So sure. What was the what was the impulse in the, that, that made you do that? Did you see a lack of opportunity or yeah. what was it? I mean I started out as artistic director of the Little German Street Theatre. Okay, I yeah. was the first artistic director back in the 90s and then I moved to the shore and did a series with Elaine Page called Spotlight On where we interviewed the great and good of musical theatre um, and then a series called The Great British Songbook where yep. artists like Maria Friedman or Kerry Ellis or Alexander Armstrong or Jill Halfpenny would champion songs by their favourite British composers and lyricists because everyone was championing the American songbook yes of course which is wonderful um, and then I took over Mercury Musical Developments as executive director um, and that's really where I got more involved with new writing at the coalface. Okay. And together with Laurie Sampson and Catherine Ives, we were responsible for getting the organisation with Musical Theatre Network, as it now is, into the Arts Council National Portfolio. We set up a scheme with the Macintosh Foundation called the Cameron Macintosh Resident Composer Scheme, which is uh, a placement at theatres up and down the country where... Amazing. The RSC, Soho, other theatres have been involved. And we developed a celebration of musicals which has evolved now into being. That's amazing. So that's, it just sounds like you haven't stopped. Yeah. But it sounds like a logical progression to kind of start off with, you know, songs and songwriters and, and kind of just, you know, um, showcasing a few of those, moving into full production. And, and um, you've, you've done four musicals, you say. You've, you've commissioned four musicals. Um, how is it that you went out to find those musicals? Is it is it kind of through contacts, or did you take submissions? Or I mean, I was lucky enough running MMD to hear the work of a lot of okay. writers, so I've chosen the writers that I personally admire and asked them if they want to collaborate with me on original pieces of musical theatre. Right. Um, so that's my process, but 
it's a process, not the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so another show we're doing is called Wigmaker. Uh, Brian Lavery's done the book, Douglas Hodges done the score, and it's a magical modern fairy tale set in a Wigmaker studio, hopefully opening at a regional theatre near you in 2019. <laughs> Excellent. And so, uh, just how was the transition between kind of producing smaller shows, you know, the Great British Songbook and stuff like that, to producing and and getting a a full-blown musical um, you know I've directed plays which is hard enough mm. without having to, to to put together the components of a musical um, together you know how was the leap from from doing you know a, a smaller show into a full-blown musical with with the rhythm method say it was your first one was that right for the stable yeah, yeah. but but um, the mechanics are the same if it's a piece of theatre that uses music yeah. whether it's a one person show in a cabaret somebody revealing themselves through song or whether it's a storybook script with character songs it's storytelling so the nuts and bolts are the same it's the scale and unfortunately therefore the costs yeah. that really ramp up yeah of course um, so you know I've done a number of mid-scale shows I did a show called Soho Cinders for Stiles and Drew at the right. Soho Theatre yep. after we did a West End gala of it and at the Park Theatre, did a show called The Busker's Opera by Dougal Irvin. Mm-hmm. Um, all mid-scale, original musicals. Okay. Fortunately, a couple of those had Arts Council support. But the, the, the challenge is finding clever ways to create a model that at least washes its face while paying people. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, and and did you always set out to do, uh, you know, a, a slate, a stable? I mean, how... It, it, what is the ideal slate for the stable? You know, what is what is you know how big is it? Because it's, it's it sounds like you've got one a year at the moment. Um, yeah, and, but you're always yeah, the idea. Stable. You know, I mean, we all know that most musicals aren't successful, and the model is that if we manage to get five or six or seven shows on, and one or two are successful, yeah. we'll be delighted. Yeah. Uh, you know, nothing to do with the quality of the show. I think it's just the challenges of the marketplace. Mm. I mean, and I saw. The I saw the A to Z Miss Peach. It was it was a great. I love Izzy Sati. I think yeah. she's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, she's one of my favorite comedians, and um, it's really why I went to go see it because she does a she does a great um, routine about growing up uh, at a, an email correspondence or a mail correspondence, a pen pal correspondence with the next door neighbor. And it's really really good. But um, and I just thought the storytelling was fantastic. It was great to see it at the you know the Sutherland House in the, in the big the big space. Yeah. Um, and then kind of, so uh, the rhythm method, you, know, you say you like Soho Centers, you, you've got completely different sizes, it doesn't matter the size of the musical, no. it, just, it just is about the material. I'm a, I'm a huge believer in starting a show off in the right space for the show. Yeah. So great exemplars are Jerry Springer, Battersea Arts Centre, yes. then Edinburgh, then the National, then the West End. And now End. it's on Broadway. And now off Broadway, off yeah, Broadway. yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Oh, Rocky Horror, 60-seat Royal Court upstairs, <laughs> then a cinema. You know, it, it's it's that organic growth that I think is important. If the yeah. show has the potential to scale up, it doesn't have to start in a vast space. Okay. How many of you are at the stable? Um, Two. Look, it's, it's you and... Rachel Craftman, who's a producer. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and how, so how busy are you guys going out to search for new material? We are, and, and, and a lot of it's fundraising. You know, the, okay. the, 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 the real challenge is... is constantly finding people that want to support the work yeah. we're doing to enable us to continue to do more work um, and then of course as developing and creating the work and finding the right venues to put them on and how approachable is the stable for, for new work how how do you do you put out 
you put out tenders for a, a new musical, or is it just uh, is it kind of getting in touch? We're completely or? open to a conversation, but the yeah. truth is, with two of us unlimited resource and four musicals on the go, we're pretty much at capacity. Yeah. Once we get them on, we'll start to look to get a the pipeline next. and develop another one. Yeah. So it's slow. Yeah. Plus, you know, it takes four years or so for each show to actually yeah, go from that, that's idea what, yeah, to... No, that's what you know, I wanted to ask, because you yeah. hear a lot of stories about yeah. how long it takes to, to put on music. And people, yeah. are, you know, you look at Hamilton, and you see that he was starting it, you know, way back in 2009 yeah. or 10. Yeah. Know, ridiculous when he had the first ideas for it. Or yeah. Whatever, but, um, it's, you know, it, is that about the average, I suppose, four or five years? I mean, there know? is no average, but I know Matilda took many years. Stars and Drew Soho Cinders was over 10 years. Wow. Mrs. P was five years. You know, yeah, it, it takes quite a long time of writing, developing, yeah. presenting, rewriting, finding the venue, which yeah. can take a year or two years to get a space, sure. and capitalising it. And how do you manage creative teams, you know, in that process? Everyone is different. And again, it's trying to find people who connect with the material and get excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So Fanatical, is is that the one that's coming on soon? That's coming on in November, yeah. Okay, so November. How, where where did that come from and uh, where, when did it come on your Michael radar? Michael Pevoy did a competition called Twitter Search for a Composer. Oh, really? At the Soho Theatre back in, I think, 2012, okay. where three or four songs were presented from Fanatical and it was runner-up in the competition. Okay. And I thought, oh, I like that. <laughs> so I, I approached the team and, and yeah. you know, we then developed it into a two-act show. We've workshopped it. We did a workshop with Cassidy Jansen as the original lead right, okay. in 2014. Um, and she's gone nowhere. Yeah. She's gone nowhere. <laughs> um, and it had a little festival showcase in Chicago, which went well. Oh, wow. um, and we did it with Mountain View Drama School to test drive the book. Okay. And that went well. And that led to the full production, which Sean Kerrison is directing, Anthony Whiteman's choreographing, PJ McAvoy is um, in charge of design, um, and Stable are producing. Yeah. That's amazing. And where are tickets on? When will tickets, tickets are on sale at the Playground Theatre now. Okay, well, see, that's... Previews, only £11. My goodness. Yeah, there you go. We will put a link in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you. To, to make yeah. sure that people yeah. uh, go. And after, after it's fanatical, I mean, I, I always like to know what kind of people are doing next because it's yeah. that logical progression of kind of... So fanatical sounds like it's ready to go. It's yeah. It's a ticket to sale. Yeah. And then you've got... Wig maker next up. Wig, wig maker. Yeah. And... Where did that come from? I mean, and it, it sounds like, to, for me, it sounds like there's a bit of a creative thread running through your choices of musical. At, at least, I mean, you got Wigmaker, which sounds like it could be an industry fanatical about, you know, fans, whatever. Sure. You know, um, the Ada said Mrs. P, she was an artist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, she, interesting. You know, yeah. I see more of them. I did a London trilogy with Busker's Opera, Soho Cinders, and Mrs. P. Okay. And now I'm kind of turning, you know, Michael Codron was a wonderful producer at finding incredible talent and getting their work on. Right. I'm not by any way comparing myself in terms of output, but the idea is to champion writers I really like yeah. and get their work out there. And Douglas Hodge won the Stars and Drew Award quite a few years ago with a song called Power Cut. Um, right. I didn't know he was a great He was uh, Willy Wonka yeah. in, the, in, in the recent Charlie Chocolate yeah. Factory. So I had no idea. So yeah. there, there you go. I, you know. Yeah. So he's... And, you know, Doug's wife happens to make wigs for a living, although it's not about her. Okay. Um, and Brownie Laver has come up with a wonderful fairy tale romance story set in modern New York at the 500th floor of a sky rise. <laughs> it's all a little surreal. 
Um, it's really good. Yeah, where the wigs come alive at night and weave their mischief. Ah, yeah, very good. And have you got? And that, that is there a definitive place for that? Is it ready to? We're in talks with the venue where okay. we'd love to present it, but I probably better not announce it yet because you know. Sure. And, and how long yeah. was that? How long was that in development with you guys? And, well, that was quite early on, so fourteen to now. What are we? Right, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be five by the time it goes on. Excellent. Yeah. Um, how how can people if people do want to support the stable because you guys do yeah. it's amazing to see what you've done as well. Sure. So you guys are doing amazing work. And it's great to have that. So we've got a website okay. www.thestables.co.uk. Yeah. Um, we're always looking for financial support. Uh, you can invest very small units. We're looking for co-producers. Yeah. We're looking for audiences. We're yeah. looking for supporters. Yeah. We're looking for fans of musical theatre. You know, just look us up. Well, I think there's a, a plenty of people here that do. I mean, I think it's something that um, that New York, Broadway, off-Broadway, off-off-Broadway do very, very well, is the support of people yeah. getting these shows on. And yeah. you can find these little gems of, you know, yeah. 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling yeah. Bee, for instance, you know, just this little show that shouldn't have in it yeah. came, you know, or even although like, he had written falsettos before, yes, that. that's true. But, or yeah. something like Come From Away, yeah, which started out in La, Ho- La Jolla Playhouse, yeah. and it shouldn't have, you know, it, it, yeah. it shouldn't have gone as big no. as it did, you know, and it was this little show that could. The support that they get, so I think, I mean, we should as an industry get behind you guys. Thank you, I like agree. You to, <laughs> to kind of really get by, by supporting, you, you help put up the show. Help support the new writers and, and yeah. help them up, and, and it's new theatre is great. Exactly, know? and you know shows on the fringe and off West End capitalise it so much less yeah. than a West End show, yeah. but still have a chance of cutting through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I I think we should leave it there. Okay, yeah, I think thank that's you. Very, thank you for coming in and talking Pleasure. to me. And sorry, guys, about the background noise, but that's that's a cafe in central London. Thank you. Thank you. Neil Marcus from The Stable Musicals. If you want to find out more about what Neil and Rachel are up to over at The Stable, take a trip over to www.thestablemusicals.co.uk. I know that um, Neil said thestables.co.uk, but it is www.thestablemusicals.co.uk. You can discover their previous shows, what's in development, and how you can get involved there. Now, before we wrap up, if you are a theater professional, head on over to curtaincallonline.com and sign up for a free profile page. All you have to do is create an account with an email address, make up a cool password, away you go. And if you're a theater fan, you can search our shows. Uh, we have a, new, a great new search engine that you can use. It's very easy to find out who's done what. Uh, you can follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Curtain Call. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast, just get in touch with us via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned, or you can write to me personally at john at curtaincallonline.com. It just leaves me to say a huge thank you to Neil Marcus at the Stable Musicals, and also to Rachel Craftman for letting me steal him for an hour during a busy workday last week. As I mentioned before, if you would like to find out more about Fanatical and other shows in their stable, See what I did there? Go to www.thestablemusicals.co.uk and I will put those links in the show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast and I will catch you all next week. Bye.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.